0: Hi! I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're listening listening to Decommission. I'm bringing my hands up to clap. My whole arm's like crack, crack, crack. (laughs) Oh my god, I hope the mic caught it. I'm so old. Probably not, it wasn't that loud. I just felt it in my bones. (laughs) Well, my, my left shoulder will crack. Every time I roll, oh it, same. It's semi- Remember, we have the same. <laughs> yeah. We have the same cracking uh, collarbone. No, well that's that's this. Popping. That's yeah. The popping is on my right side. Yeah. That's my that's something at my collarbone. Wait, um, my My left it? shoulder oh, is, is semi-side. Right yeah. I have to do it just to feel it. Yep, it's that one. My left shoulder is semi-dislocated, so I can pop it out of socket. You can't do it with the shirt pop that I wear, it. Pop it, lock it, and drop it. Well, I went to the doctor. This was like 10 years ago that I was like, hey, my shoulder's really weird. And it pops like out of socket. And the doctor was like, does it hurt? And I was like, no, but it is always cracking if I like roll it. And did they were the like, doc- does it hurt though? And I was like, oh, did they say it's probably no? just anxiety? Because That's what I feel like I get all the time. No, they did I had not symptoms. say it was anxiety. What they said was, well... We can't really move it. Like it's not like we can put it back anywhere. So you can go to physical therapy, but if it's not hurting, then it's just kind of something that you have to live with. And I was like, chronic pain, woohoo! But it doesn't hurt like a lot. Like it, it som- it sometimes hurts, but it's mostly just because of the, my of my neck muscles being mm. really tight. Yeah. But yeah, it was just one of those things where they were like, I mean. This is where it's it would not be, something that to be fixed. This is where it would be great if insurance covered things like massages, because I feel like yeah. they would improve our health and not just be a relaxing thing. Like, I could really use a massage on my neck muscles. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to pay that much money every month to go get one. So I settle with once or twice a year. Yeah. I really want to get like Thai massages all the time because yeah. Thai massages are ones where they like stretch you your muscles. Who back. does one when you come in October? I know. I've I been tempted Esther. to schedule one with her, a Thai massage. I've got to. I've got to email her and I'll probably ask her if she can do a mix of both, which is what she, she does. did last time. For me. on the Table. Yep. That's what I scheduled last time, and then at the end she's like, "Oh shoot, I forgot you wanted a mix." I'm like, "It's totally fine. I'm good with just a regular like Swedish she's massage. So good. It's so good." She's- the best masseuse Mm -hmm. and i know that's not a she's the best massage therapist yeah like if anyone's ever ever met in the madison area go to hers is called tortoise shell massage right but her name's esther and she has her own like studio in her house it's so relaxing she's incredible kira recommended her to me and i'll never go anywhere else as long as she's doing massages i i went to her so she used to be in a studio, like, a, with other massage therapists, and it's a really nice studio and it has really good prices, and that's why I went there in Madison. And I'd gone to a couple of other therapists there, and they were fine. One of them, like, they put the table way too hot, and then the next one, they did, like, deep tissue on me, so I was, like, really sore the next day, and I was like, whoop. Uh, but then I went to Esther, and I talked to her, and I was told her I was going to Japan, and, uh, you know, a couple other things about my life. And I came back in like January of 2020 and because she was the best massage I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I asked her and I was like, hi, Esther. And she was like, hi, Kira. How was Japan? And I was like, great. <laughs> you met me you once. She must have and a little like log book after each massage. Even so, even so, that's incredible. Yeah. Like that's such good customer service. And she like remembered a lot of other things about me as well. And I was like, that's incredible. And then she gave me tie on the table and I was dead. I was so... It felt <laughs> so good. Like, I would be that person that would be like, all right, three hours, let's go. Yeah, But yep. <laughs> obviously that's insane. I would never make someone give me a three-hour massage. But I normally would do a 90-minute, which mm-hmm. at the place that I, that I was going was like 85, which is insanely cheap. Yeah. and And really high quality. And, like, I would very much love to just support her on her own because she's so good so seriously if you're ever in the madison area i will boost her i still need to to give her a rating on google i do um, too i feel i'm just i just am so forgetful um but yeah i'm definitely gonna try and see her in october yeah Ugh. now i want to schedule another one i always schedule do them around my birthday but i want to do like a fall or winter one because i always love the heated tables but it's so hot In the summer and springtime when I go, that I'm like, ah, I shouldn't turn the table on. But, ah, a heated table while getting a massage. It's really nice. Almost as good as being cozy in a sweatshirt, which we know I love. Heated tables plus the aromatherapy. Yeah, and you get to pick your scent. And she gives you a little chocolate at the end. She does. She does. (laughs) She didn't do that at the studio. So, no, she's great. And, like... Honestly, I haven't... So I haven't gotten a massage out here for a couple of reasons. One, COVID. Two, it's very expensive. There's a place, actually, that's nearby here that Ethan found because he, like, really wanted to give me a mas- like give me a massage because he was having a really bad day. I, I haven't had it yet, obviously. But, uh... Well, you are now owed two massages. <laughs> I sure am. You are also... You are owed a massage. Go get a massage. Well, I okay. you Okay, we both have to schedule massages. <laughs> yeah. Um... But there's one near us that isn't too bad for a Swedish massage for, like, an hour. It's something like 75 or whatever. So it's really not that bad. Um, But I'm also just so spoiled because I'm, I'm going to compare everyone to her and mm-hmm. it's not going to be as good. Cause So anyway, so just to, to talk a little bit more about, like, what Thai massage is for people who don't know. It's where they, like, stretch your body so that your muscles are stretching not only from the massage but actually from being, like, manipulated. Mm-hmm. And it's, I've only ever had that with Esther. I've really wanted to get a Thai massage because my muscles are so busted and like my spine is all messed up and like, it's really bad. And so like, I really want someone to like move me so I can like see how I move and like all this stuff. And like she does that a little bit and then she does the, she like walks on you and Mm. it's, which sounds weird, but she's got, like, no. the bars that she holds on Ugh. to, and then, like, it's not like she's just full-on, like, walking on you, but it, it feels so good. She's so good at it, too, and she's very small, so she's very life. Um, it's just, she's... She's so good. I couldn't. I honestly could never talk her up enough. And also, apparently, uh, she just got married. So yeah. Like- yeah, she told me, because I was talking about how you were going to be coming up in June. She's like, oh, I'll probably be gone getting married. I'm like, oh, that's totally fine. Like, don't worry about it. She'll be back again. <laughs> no, I got to email her, because I also want to get Ethan a massage with her, because... Because he he needs to experience that, too. Well, shout out to Esther. You get, like, a whole seven minutes of our podcast about us raving you. Love her. Just, oh, so good. Wish we could just post this clip into Google for a review for her. That'd be great. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But then it then it would seem like we're like trying to get people to listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, which, like honestly, that's true. like we're just doing this for fun. There's no monetary yeah. aspect to it. If you're looking for a massage, you're really gonna like our podcast about you Disney have Channel. To or not channel. sponsored. <laughs> Definitely, one hundred percent non-sponsored. We don't get any money for this podcast. I just like talking about people that I like. Yeah. Uh, Speaking anyway, of people we like, we really like yeah. Rapunzel. <laughs> Raps. <laughs> this week's DCOM uh, is Tangled. Yes. Yeah, so what is it actually tangled? called? Before Ta- Before halfway, Ever After. Before yeah. Ever After, right? There is another So this is the Tangled DCOM that preceded the show. Uh Tangled Rapunzel's something. Uh hold on. Tangled Rapunzel's Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure. There was Oh, oh okay. So this movie is called Tangled before ever after. Tangled ever after is the like short that they made that shows them getting married. Oh, okay. and that one was one. Well, I out... was wondering, I'm like, do they get married in the show or no. is there a different? There's a lot. There's the you know, the movie that not... Tangled, it's otherwise not... nine. It... nine minutes. Yeah, wow, and it came short. out in 2012, so it came out like pretty close after the movie came out. Oh, so that came out before this movie, and this yes, is before came out, and that's why set before that, that one. That's a okay. the movie when he's like, "Yeah, we did get married," and that's why they called it Before Ever After. Yeah. But I am glad that they called the show something different. Do I think Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure is a good name? No. Yeah, I don't like the name of that one. But now the timeline makes sense, which is good because I was kind of confused about that. <laughs> There's a yeah, lot of yeah, it was a little spinoffs from Tangled. I like them though. I Tangled is a. A very interesting case for me because it was an extremely popular movie that yes got a short and yes got a show but in regards to the theme parks in regards to the yeah in regards to the hierarchy of princesses despite rapunzel being a lot of people's favorite princess tangled and Eugene and Rapunzel get kind of nothing. Well, yeah, because everyone was so focused on Frozen and but Elsa and Anna. Four years later, like it's it's so weird. Yeah, it's like I I definitely get that there was a Frozen craze. Like, I don't I don't get it because I don't think the movie is as good. But They never even really gave Tangled that love when it came out. Yeah. like They were just kind of like, and here's our other prison movie. Which is so sad. I remember going to the theme park and we saw, we were there, I think when they were building the tower and we're like, oh my gosh, what's it going to be? And then we figured out it was going to be a bathroom. And we're like, oh, I mean, it's great that they're doing Mm -hmm. something, but. They are the best bathrooms on property. (laughs) I don't know if I've been in those bathrooms. My mom always goes to them. Next time I'm there, I have to go in. But, but, well, they, they were previously. I don't know. I, I've i never, I've never like, actually gone to the bathroom in them because I don't like public bathrooms. But um, my mom always goes to those ones because there's posters for the different criminals. And one of them is Hookhand, who plays the piano. And so oh, right. She used to have that as her profile yeah, picture. Yeah, I remember that profile, the profile. picture. <laughs> <laughs> the poster. But there's also a really nice aspect to those bathrooms, which isn't actually in the bathrooms. But there are a bunch of hidden Pascals mm-hmm. around the area. And so you can find all these, like, camouflaged Pascals, who's the chameleon. And there's, some of them are really hard to find, and it's really fun. It's such a cute and well-themed area, but there's no other Tangled anything. Yeah, She's they, not should even have a, in they should have a food stand or something. Like the Snuggly Duckling. They should totally yeah. have a little, like, either maybe a pub in disney springs or just Uh, a food cart i don't know something well disney springs they they were like no it must be high class and very disney non-agnostic basically but uh here's the thing in in epcot they have princesses that like slot into the different countries so like france has Belle and aurora uh snow white is in germany pinocchio's in italy uh, Mulan's in China, but they don't have Rapunzel in Germany, despite the fact that she's also a German folktale Yeah, it wasn't she really in England weird. the last time we saw her there? We saw her not in England. She was in the, uh, or was it the like entryway from Epcot, the the yeah. at, like, hotels on that side, uh, that entrance, the international gateway, I think it's called near. It's, England, that's like a though, training right? spot. Right. Okay, and she was incredible. So uh, that was the first yeah, time they... we met Rapunzel at the park. I think so yes. cuz the movie had only come out like the year before year or two before and we didn't go in 2010 or 2011. Yeah. I so. loved her outfit. It was so cute. She's such a good character and I've never met a bad Rapunzel. I've seen a couple of Rapunzels where I'm like you don't look like Rapunzel. This is weird. Yeah. But they still act really really good. I still one of my favorite so here's a here's a really goofy fact. One of my favorite princesses that we met is actually one of my least favorite princesses ever, which is Cinderella. Who I think Cinderella is boring and annoying, but we went to like the, back in like 2013 or whatever, we went to the, what used to be like the Royal Hall and you could meet a bunch of princesses. So we met like uh, Rapunzel and we met, I think Belle and someone else, but we also met this Cinderella. And she was just like, hello, welcome. How are you today? And one of us was wearing uh, like a fish or something. She's like, oh, fish. I really like fish. I have a fish friend that can speak whale. Do you know how to speak whale? And then she just goes, oh. (laughs) I forgot about that, actually. She was so dry and so (laughs) deadpan. And it was so unbelievably funny. I forgot. She was very, very good. And... Like, that's what I love, is when there's face characters, especially the princesses, who can bring a lot of life to the the princesses that don't get a lot. Because you get a lot of, like, you know, beautiful women, basically. But, I mean... And then there are some of the princesses that, like, are inherently very good. Like, Rapunzel's very good. Anna's very fun. Uh... Every time 19. I feel like every time we've seen Tiana, it's like oh Tiana, up, Tiana's up last. great. uh the one we saw in was it 2013 and 2012 and, and 2013. Right? Oh, she was, was so, the same back in the body to say bye you, bye you. <laughs> uh, oh, of uh, the God. Snow White yeah. that we that, that was another one of my the favorites. First was Snow the fir- White. The first time we she... went on a Disney trip together, 2012. 2012, we were just walking down Main Street. I don't remember where she was exactly, but I remember she was, was in so. If you like are looking at the like the flagpole, she was at like, in the flagpole it's like the middle of a clock basically. She was at like one or two o'clock. Okay, and kind of in front of those stores. But I just love um, those pictures we got where we're just like, she's so tall. She had too. such good facial expressions for those pictures. Yeah, she, she was, like, was tall amazing. Snow White. But I think that they changed Snow White's height requirement because because for like twenty years Snow White could be very tall, and now her height requirement is like five three to five six or something. Yeah um because i've seen a couple other like there was a youtube woman who would talk about being snow white um but that's the only cinderella that i've liked or that i remember we had a couple other snow whites who were incredible just very very just snow white incarnate yeah um there's a couple that we met in epcot who were like that bell i have problems with Belle as a princess overall which i know is like you know, blasphemous. But I love the idea of there being this nerdy bookworm princess. I don't like Belle, though. Yeah. I like that aspect of her. I don't like her voice. I don't like who she is. I think she's just kind of ingenuey, and I wish she had more to her. Yeah. She's not the most interesting. But we've also, I've never met a Belle at the parks where I'm like, oh my god, you've changed my mind. Or like, even left one that was like, Oh, you're great. Yeah. I can't remember any Belle interactions that I've left And we've met amazed. quite a few. Yeah. Like, we don't go out of our way to see Belle, but, like, we've done it, obviously. Yeah. She's whatever. We've seen a couple of Auroras who are really good. Oh, there was the one, one in Tana how to do so, this. The, po- the princess yeah. poses. Which I know no one can tell, but it's basically you put, like, your finger on your hand and you look like a little princess. <laughs> uh, we've met a few really good Mulan's. Uh we've never met Ariels. I think we met at the last Ariel met. We did. Uh we met Ariel and Eric. That was went with us. Okay. I thought that was in 2009 when I went with my, just my parents. No, that was I feel like it was around the same area that we went to the Pixie Hollow thing, wasn't it? Mhm. I think you're right. Yeah. Remember when I was obsessed with Pixie Hollow and, like, had to go meet <laughs> all the fairies? Yeah, but you were really excited because the guy one was yeah, there. Yeah, and he's never out. Like, none of the other Terrence. fairies besides yeah, besides Tinkerbell are usually out. So I was it's, so excited for that meet yeah, date. one of Yeah, I'm one of the other girls. But the Tinkerbell was also really good. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what the other princesses are. I, we've never met. I, I've never met Elsa. like I, because, no, first I don't of think all, I have either. Lines. Second yeah. of all, I don't care. I think Elsa sucks. I think Anna's fine. I think Elsa is just an incredibly flat character that they were like able to get away with because she had magical powers and yeah. <laughs> is very white. Merida, um, I think we've met once. Oh, like right I met Merida, movie. I think twice, and she's always been really good. I just wish I liked Brave more. Yeah, I need to give. I, it, Brave, I need to give it a rewatch. I feel like I, I there are aspects of Brave that I really like. The problem that I don't like about Brave is the plot. Yeah. The the characters are good, the plot is bad. The plot is just freaky Friday Brother Bear. Yeah, that's true. Um, I like the music it is from it. Gorgeous. Though. I love it. <laughs> it's gorgeous in environment. I cannot stand the character designs though, because none of them have chins.
1: Like oh, Merida yeah. has no chin and
0: it looks really spongy and weird. And I'm like, where is her chin? Yeah. Um But yeah, Merida Merida's always one of the parks though. And her wig is great. Yeah. I've seen a lot of videos of whoever's um, playing her a lot at the parks now. She's got a lot of videos, like, on TikTok. And she's pretty funny. Oh, that's funny. Really fun. Jasmine, I, I feel like we met a few times. Jasmine's really bad. I've never met I a good think, Jasmine. was the one at Epcot, I remember we either really liked the Jasmine or the Aladdin. It was the Aladdin. Was it wasn't the Aladdin. She was fine. She was nice. All of them are just really nice and pretty. Like, that's that's been my Jasmine experience, which is such a bummer, because Jasmine is so sassy. Mm-hmm. And it's like they tell Jasmine to not be sassy. I'm talking about this from like 10 years ago. I hope it's changed. I also, they went way too overboard with changing her costume. Those poor women are probably roasting hot every day now. Yeah. Because she used to wear like nothing, which was her out her canonical outfit. And then they were like, okay, well, let's change it to give her a turtleneck and everything. Yeah. And like, just put her ridiculous. in her purple outfit. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. It has more clothes. Like, what do you want? Yeah. That was a bit dramatic of a change so so 180 uh i met moana once Moana's very good i don't think i've been there for moana she looks they get really good moanas and her wig is also really really good um i met moana at like a it was like a test they were like testing moana so i don't think hmm. that was after the last time we went i'm pretty right, sure right. Who's the? Isn't there a princess sure a that's Disneyland. based on um, uh, the kid show, and now she's like a big princess in the parks? What's her name? Elena. Yeah, I've not met Elena, but Elena's I a really been. good character. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched. It's a show. It's right a fun, now. It's a good show. Okay. I like it. I like it better than Sophia the first, because again, Sophia the first, no chin. <laughs> Gotta get those chins in there. <laughs> Sponge chin. Uh, I just think Sophia is just kind of annoying and they're for the same age range, but I feel like Elena doesn't treat kids like babies as much as Sophia does. Yeah, it's cool that they have a princess in the parks that's based on like a young child's show that's good for yeah well Elena's not a young child luckily they've they've had Sophia before but she's not a face character she's mm. a she's a mask character okay. which is what they do for Miguel as well which bums me out because they could definitely just find small women to play Miguel yeah and also they have uh Mirabelle who is a face character yeah who's just a woman in a wig and they there is one Mirabelle there's a couple Mirabelles I've seen who are kind of okay at Disneyland. Uh, there is one Mirabelle who is adorable. Um, and she's like the I one really, that they like, I think first advertised with. Of, I think I've seen videos of her. Come she's very up with... round face. Yep. Looks just, just like, like her. her. Yep. Really charismatic. Like, very, very good. And then they put Luisa in the parks. And she is not a face character. She's a mask what? character. Really? And that's garbage. They couldn't find women who are large are you kidding baloney. me? They, they oh. can still put women, they can put tall women in the muscle suit. Yeah. That's what they do for Gaston. That's what they do for most villains. Like, isn't Maleficent tall? Like, <laughs> I'm sure they could people find Queen's some really people who would be interested Crows in that. Really tall. Like, I know that, I know that they, uh, they should obviously find someone, a Latino woman, but like, right. come on. I'm like, sure they it, can they, find them if they, if they look If hard. they tried. Yeah. Like, they don't care about, they, they still think Luisa is a just a fad. And it's like, no, that's a really that's cool, like, iconic person. Yeah. Of it. Don't get me wrong. Kids I don't are really like favorite in characters Canto. for a lot of kids. Yeah, I don't really like, in Kento, for but, a lot like of but I do like the concept of Luisa. Yeah. Like Luisa's of the, the the siblings and the cousins is probably my favorite. Maybe Antonio. I also like him, but he's yeah. like a tiny little baby. So yeah. like that's different. <laughs> Luisa's like a full fledged character and has like an actual like mental breakdown. Yeah, I like her. All the other characters suck, but whatever. I never, I, uh, yeah, I never understood why they had Miguel in not as a phase character too. I the first time I saw him, I'm like, what? Really? And what is that? <laughs> they could find young, like, like small Latina women who could play Miguel in a wig, and it would be fine. Yeah, like they get very small people to play, uh, you know, Minnie and Mickey and Donald and everyone. Like they could do it. Yeah, they just didn't want to try and it bums me out yep anyway (laughs) tangle anyway so tangle before ever after so it preceded the show that they made and it's in a very different art style and sarah was asking about this so the original movie was in this gorgeous 3d and the show is in this gorgeous 2d which is very like textured style it's lineless but it's got this almost like paper quality to it mm-hmm. and it's gorgeous and the reason that they switched is because that level of 3d is really hard to achieve in a show when and you're probably takes a it very long, long time weekly. right yeah yeah and so if you look at some of the 3d shows like if you look at elena don't look at sophia sophia looks bad but if you look at elena elena looks okay but that's the only time we ever see elena so that's how we expect elena to look right we would expect rapunzel and you know eugene and everybody to look like they did in the movie and to keep that up would be really hard they've achieved this with the baymax show by having like six episodes that are like five minutes long yeah so it's but much having, much smaller. I scope. mean, how long are the episodes for Tangled? Probably like 20-30. They're like 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. They're like a normal And episode, probably like... more episodes. I'm glad that I'm glad that they didn't try to do the same style cuz we would have been disappointed, I bet. <laughs> I greatly appreciate it. And I really love this style. I think the animation has a bit lacking where it's a little bit kind of like flash style, but there's so many other aspects to the show that make it fine. The backgrounds. So there's actually a YouTuber who worked on the backgrounds of this who talked about it a lot, um, and her work is absolutely stunning. And it's, so it's just stunning background work. It's stunning, you know, really stunning painting style. The voice acting is amazing because Mandy Moore and Zachary Levi come back as uh, Rapunzel and Eugene, which is kind of unheard of because they're both yeah. pretty big stars, right? But I bet they both just really loved the characters. That's my guess. Yeah. Well, I know Zachary Levi does. Like, he talks about how much he loves Eugene all the time. And he's so perfect. Mm -hmm. And he's such a good voice actor. I really hope he does more voice work because he's very, very inherently good. Mandy Moore is good. Don't get me wrong. I I really appreciate that she came back. I think she would have been... This sounds mean, but I think she would have been easier to replace than he was. Yeah. Only because... There is such a very distinct charisma to Eugene that he gives him. Where he is this little snot, but you love him. And he's got that really snot. great voice. And he really, you can feel the love that he has for her. And the thing about Rapunzel in this, you know, movie that that doesn't quite come across as well as it does in the, in the movie movie is her, you know, kind of spunk and naivete there's a little bit more of sadness to her in this because she's trying to figure out how to live her life as a princess and her dad's really protective and that comes across more in the show but there's still a little bit of that dynamic that holds her back in my opinion Mm -hmm. i haven't seen too much of the show i've seen a bit of it yeah i Um, think i've watched a few episodes this show came out when I was nannying the two girls I used to nanny uh, when I was living in Chicago, and I would always want to watch this show because it's gorgeous and yeah. it's great, and I'm madly in love with so Eugene. Yeah. So, yeah, I I want to watch the show, but I don't have time. I'm sure I'll get around to it eventually. I know I still have to watch uh, Kim Possible and Phineas and Ferb, and now I need to watch this one There's too. A I'll lot get around of to them. Yeah, I'll get around to all of them eventually, but. Uh, do you remember when we almost went to see uh, the musical First Date with Zachary Levi yeah. when I came to visit you? Part of me is so sad that we didn't go just because I didn't get to see Zachary Levi we live. We couldn't go. They weren't doing... It was either... It hadn't opened yet or it they weren't doing a lottery. Okay. I think like, they I weren't doing that- a lottery and we yeah. were both broke and <laughs> couldn't really just buy tickets. <laughs> Well, I think we just decided on Matilda because the lottery worked out better. And we got the lottery tickets, oh, which worked out was, great. Yeah, it, was our, it was our second choice if we didn't get the Matilda lottery. Yeah, we were going to go. We, did. we were going to try for the Matilda lottery in the afternoon. And then we were going to try it. We tried. Well, we tried the Matilda lottery the night the day I got before, there. But we didn't want to double up because uh, we were tired. Yeah. I'm glad that it didn't work, that we didn't get the lottery the first night because I, I was I was exhausted and I feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed really it hard. as much and I loved the cast that we saw yeah um then we were going to I think go over there I think their actually their lotteries weren't overlapping so I think we were gonna actually just go there after or maybe they didn't have a lottery and they just had a ru- they just had rush tickets so we were just gonna go and see if they had any rush tickets left I think that's what it was actually I'm almost positive that's what it was so a way to get discount tickets on Broadway. Or at least previously, was there was lottery systems, which still happen, where you put your name in and you can win tickets or not. And it used to be all you had to go to the theater and like put your name in physically. Now there are digital lot- lotteries, and that's how like Hamilton works and stuff. Yeah. The other aspect is to do rush tickets, and there's two ways to do rush tickets. One is student rush, so you have to be a student. And two is you have to... Uh, get there super duper early mm-hmm. because it's when the box office opens and it's for the end like the whole the whole evening yeah so we would have had to get there really really early and stand in line to maybe get tickets which i've done a couple times i've done a couple times. i've done a lot of times but <laughs> there's one particular show that i i was in line super early like i left my dorm at like 6 a.m got there at like 7 30 stood there for 3 hours and then got the last ticket wow and i was That's like amazing. sixth in line <laughs> like i like you never know how many tickets they're going to have yeah
1: i think the it's, only time i've
0: ever rushed was in when I, we went to see a band's visit I went with your mm-hmm. mom and Liza. It's fun. I like it. Yeah, there and are some I, places I loved, where they open. I love that they musical, only... but it was like January and it was freezing, and we were there so early, <laughs> like five. My my favorite it. rushes are sometimes the rush policy is that you get there two hours before the box office opens, yeah, or before the show starts, and that's when you rush. That's the best. I wish that's just how they did it. I wish that was just the overall way to do it is two hours before the show starts mm-hmm. because it's just so much better that way because then you. Don't have to spend your whole like I would I like after I got my tickets for Venus and Fur, which is the show that I saw, uh, it was like, you know, ten o'clock, and the show was gonna be actually I think I got the matinee. Luckily, I got the I got the last matinee ticket, and there was only like two evening tickets because it was a really popular show, um, and so I like just had to bum around and get breakfast and like bum around New York. Yeah, but I was tired, girl. Like, <laughs> That's true. Good I th- point. I don't think I did a double feature because a lot of the times I would do a double show where I would do a matinee and then I'd go to another show in the evening, but I don't think I did that this time because um, I think I was really tired and I really, and it was freezing and I really wanted to just see that show in particular. And it was really great because after the show, so the two, there were only two actors on the show. It was Nina Arianda and Hugh Dancy. Uh, Hugh Dancy was at Hannibal and a bunch of stuff. Uh, nina arianda has been in quite a few things as well i think she was in just in the lucy and ricky show i think she was ethel um they came out from the stage door and there was like no barrier like normally in stage doors there's like barriers and people have to like stand behind they just walked out and like just <laughs> talked to people like they're like hey guys how'd you like the show was it good blah, blah, blah. and i was cool. like i like asked them like acting questions i like I didn't get any pictures because of why would I have done that? Of course. (laughs) Stupid me. Um, Because I never get pictures. I never think about it. And I also... I'm the one who thinks in pictures and I wasn't there with you. so much more intrusive. Like, getting pictures feels so intrusive. Anyway, Hugh Dancy (laughs) is the most beautiful person I've ever seen in person. Like, he... Like, oh my god. Like, I've never been starstruck in my life. First of all, beautiful person. Second of all, so nice. Like... Those two were so unbelievably kind to everyone and they just stood up. They had another show in like 3 hours. Yeah. That's really like, nice. I've heard of people so cool. like coming out to do that, but I, I mean obviously I've never been to a show that does that cuz I haven't been to many like in New York I where lived that there, would happen. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> you what? I,
0: I lived there. Yeah. So um, right. that, I mean, that's most of the reason I went to a school in New York is because I knew that I wanted to go see a bunch of shows and that's how I was going to, you know, be able to learn a lot. And it is, I would say 50% of my education came from going to see shows. And I saw people made fun of me in my department for how many, because I was a theater major. People yeah. made fun of me for how many shows I saw. What? I spent all of my allowance. I feel like that's allowance. what you should do if you yeah. can, right? <laughs> right. I spent all of my allowance, like from my job, from, you know, stuff that my parents sent me. To see shows, and I would, I saw like 40 shows a year. That's amazing. And people were like, (sighs) I I knew how the discounts work. There's also something called uh TDF, which was like an online thing that you could sometimes get cheaper tickets. They weren't as cheap necessarily, but they were like sometimes because rush tickets could sometimes be like ten dollars. Yeah, uh, specifically student rush, regular rush is usually like 50% off. TDF would just sometimes have like educators tickets, where if you were a student or an educator, you could get tickets. And then there was TKTS, which was like the big. There's like a big stand in the middle of, of Times Square, but those tickets are usually like only like twenty to thirty percent off. So it's like still like a hundred dollars, and yeah. I don't have that money. <laughs> Can't but spend that. Seeing shows for like ten to thirty dollars. <laughs> yeah, sure. But yeah, people would make fun of me. They're like, "Oh, Kira's gonna go see shows this week," and I'm like, well, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> And I didn't see all I didn't see all good stuff and there's stuff that I regret that I didn't get to see. Like looking back I'm like well I should have seen Hedwig when it was on. I don't think that James Cameron Mitchell was in it when I was there. I think that I had graduated by this point which was sad, but I love Hedwig now. It's like one of my favorite it's one of my favorite shows. But I didn't it, I didn't really want to see Neil Patrick Harris in it because it was like really overblown and I was just like mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like when things are too popular cuz I get really overwhelmed by it. Yeah. But I saw a lot of bad, sh- a bad, a lot of bad shows, like a lot of bad shows, and I saw a lot of incredible things. I saw a lot of incredible things actually. When I w- I went with my mom a few times, cause I went with my mom once as like a fun trip when I was thirteen, and then I went with my mom to look at colleges when I was a junior in high school. Um, and then I just saw some really fun stuff, kind of just like mixed in, because I saw How to Succeed in Business with Daniel Radcliffe, which was a blast. It should have been. I don't know garbage, if I knew that but you it was saw fun. that. That's really. Cool. I did. I saw it because one of my friends, a bunch of my friends, were going to audition for The Voice, and another one of my friend and I were like, No, we don't want to do that. And so we rushed How to Succeed. We got there really early. That we sounds much better. Later. Yeah, <laughs> it was so much better. Uh, th- the tickets were obstructed view because like it was like under the balcony. It yeah, like who cares though? Stuff. As long as you get to see it, most of it. Yeah, we got to see most of it. Most of the performers were very good. We saw an understudy for one of the women who was not very good. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is an incredible performer, especially live. Like he, I need to can't sing. That was the one thing where I was like, I wish he was a better singer. He is an incredible dancer. Like he I feel like really I've actually move. heard that before. He can really move, and uh, it was him and John Larroquette, and John Larroquette has been in a bunch of stuff, and he's very funny. He won the Tony for the show, and he's huge. He's like 6'4", next to, you know, teeny tiny little Daniel Radcliffe, Yeah. and it was a really, really fun show. I need to watch I I was scrolling through Amazon Prime, just like looking for movies to watch, which we talked about Amazon Prime. Not a big fan, but I have someone's account so I, I check it out every once in a while and I yeah. saw his movie What is it called The Jungle and it actually looks kind of interesting So I have not heard of that one he looks like he I get, watched gives movie... a good performance in it Ethan and I were watching back when we were both working from home and our schedules were really light we would put on like really crappy movies in the afternoon yeah. like, movies that we just saw on streaming services and we're like we've never heard of this let's, let's just put, put, it put it on, on. a watch it some of them we found were actually kind of good some of them were absolute trash and now we laugh about it <laughs> Um, but one of them we found was this romantic comedy between him and Zoe Kazan. I do not like Zoe Kazan, but she was fine in that. Um, and it's really sweet and like really young Adam Driver is in it. Not really, really young, but like he still has longer hair. Yeah. Speaking of Adam Driver, I actually saw a performance of Adam Driver, uh, on Broadway. And so like, I knew who he, this is like my little thing where I'm like, I knew who Adam Driver was before yeah. he was famous. <laughs> yeah. I think he was on Girls at that point. I think he might've been on Girls. But I saw him in a show with Frank Langella where he was supposed to play Frank Langella's son, which nobody who's listening to this knows who Frank Langella is besides my mom. But he looked like he could really be his son. And he was... Holy cats, I hope he goes back to show like stage work because he is unbelievably just intoxicating yeah, on I, stage. I can see him
1: he, doing like, well there. I yeah.
0: could not take my eyes off of him. He had so much stage presence and so much just command yeah of his space so he went to juilliard which if anyone knows what juilliard is it's like a tip-top you know performance school for acting and dance and music and stuff and it's like obviously he went to juilliard like obviously like he's just and so like i love his movie work and i think he's great and I, i i'm so happy that he has all of this uh all of this work and all of this fame, and I like—I think that's incredible. But I will never, I will never forget going to see him in this really not great play. Yeah, like, he was fine. <laughs> but it was great. because like, He was fine, in, it, right? <laughs> but it was, oh my god, he was absolutely mind-boggling. Like I, my mom and I are losers, so we have opera glasses, which are tiny little binoculars that we sometimes take to the <laughs> theater because sometimes it's really hard to see, and yes, she and I are both very blind. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, actually, no, she's not even that blind. I'm very blind. <laughs> you need that. Uh, I'm very, very blind, and. So I, you know, we got the little uppercuts and I just stared at him. And I've actually, this <laughs> This is so creepy, but like, I, I was also like 18 at this point, I should say. You know, um, as a just by your age, I'd probably do it nowadays. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting on the bed in this, uh, in this show and just like his back was to the audience. And I just remember staring staring through these binoculars and watching his micro movements and how he was reacting to people without even facing the audience. Mm -hmm. Like everything was him just doing like slight turns and like the muscles on his back shifting and me just going, he's so ridiculously good. Yeah, And also he is, he is so sexy Yeah, and it's so weird (laughs) because he's like so atypically beautiful. Like he's not, you know, what Is the textbook definition of like a beautiful man, quote unquote? Yeah, but he is so sexy. But that's like the thing going around, like female gaze versus male gaze. Like you expect, like oh, women are probably attracted to like big muscles, like all this stuff, and it's like no, it's like the little things that you were just talking about, and like the way they act, and like that's what is sexy to a lot of people. Yeah, the aura that he exudes. To be fair, he is giant and pretty muscular. But he but, also has these other things that are Yeah very He's just uh it was And really, now I want to really, go see him in a show and it's probably never gonna I really, happen. I <laughs> really hope he does more stage work because he is uh like there are so many roles that I would like die to see him do. And he's just so good. He, what's your topic? Mean, top to, I don't know. I'd have I'd have to think about it. I would love to see him do Shakespeare. Mm. I think he would he probably hates Shakespeare. I feel like you either love Shakespeare or hate Shakespeare. And I, 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 I am a person who waffles between whether I love him or hate him. Um, I would have to think about it a little bit, but I would love to see him do like some Tennessee Williams, like cat on a hot tin roof. I don't know if I'd want to necessarily see him do like Stanley. I think I don't really like streetcar. Uh, But you're naming a bunch of things I don't know too much about, but I would see him in any of them. I'd go with you. I would see him in (laughs) probably anything. Like that's the thing is, I would if he saw. I just want to see him on stage again because he's just incredible. There's actually another thing. This is the last thing I'll talk about before we get back to the movie. But I have actually had an, an opinion of an actor completely shift due to seeing them on stage. Okay. So. I grew up watching some stuff with Billy Credup in it. Billy Credup was the voice of Ashitaka in Princess Mononoke, which is a Ghibli film. And he's my favorite Ghibli dude. And I love him. And uh, but I never really liked his voice. And then I watched, he was Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen and like a few other things that I was like, why is he so bleh? Okay. Like, why is he just so nothing? And he keeps getting work and I hated him. I was like, I will not see him in anything. And then I saw him on stage, and he's incredible and vibrant. Huh? And you're like, why don't you do more stage work charming. instead of movies? Well, no. Now he's doing he's doing film work again, but he's able to do not that ridiculous, like muted whatever he was doing. Uh, so you think it was just so the was roles getting really he was getting? typecast into yeah. these roles? Okay. And I've seen him on stage like four times now, because I will see him on stage anytime, because he, he's incredible. He's in the morning show now. He, like, has gotten some Emmy nominations for it. Okay. Um. But I saw him in a... Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen... Sorry, <gasps> Suze. Did um, a pinter play... <laughs> you saw play Gandalf? <laughs> I did. Uh, did a pinter play and uh, Waiting for Gatto, like, in... Like, kind of, like, in, every other day they would do a different show. And you could not get tickets to see Waiting for Gatto, which is... uh The better play, in my opinion. But I did see the pinter play, which... The play itself... I don't remember anything that happened, but all of the performances were incredible. That's all I remember. Yeah. So I'm glad I, saw- I strictly only saw it for the clout of seeing them. Yeah. And they were great. I will always be sad because I said that was the last thing, but this is the last thing. One of my favorite movies of all time is the movie Galaxy Quest. And I'm still I waiting seen- to watch it. Maybe in October we'll watch it. <laughs> I have seen a lot of the cast of uh, Galaxy Quest Live. I've seen. I saw Alan Rick before he died in twenty oh, like 2013. How did I not know that you saw all these people? Uh oh. I don't know. I saw him in a show called Seminar. Not a good show. But he was really it was really fun to see him live. He was apparently sick even then, and that was in like 2012, 2013. Um, he only died like three years later. Yeah. Um ugh, rest his soul. It's still devastating. My sister and I were in Israel when we got that news and we were like, oh no. Yeah. That was a hard one. Uh and then I've seen Sigourney Weaver, I've seen Tony Shalhoub multiple times, I've te- seen Sam Rockwell, I've never seen the guy who played Tommy Weber, and I've never seen Tim Allen, and I'll never see Tim Allen on stage, and that's fine, and I've resigned <laughs> to that, and I don't actually want that, so it's fine. I would love to see the guy play Tommy Weber, though. There's another... So there's that that cast that I've I want to, like, fill it out, and then there's a show that I never got to see when I was a kid. There was a show called You're a Good Man Charlie Brown and it was revived quote unquote on Broadway in the 90s but it it we we, we say it was a, a revival because technically it was but it was a show that was off Broadway in the 60s that they mounted on Broadway in the 90s added more songs changed it quite a bit but it lost the revival Tony to Annie Get Your Gun mm-hmm. and so it closed and my parents were like planning on taking my sister and I to see this show because we would sing along to the CD in the car. And so there were, there's six characters in the show. There's Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Lucy, Sally, Linus, and Schroeder. And my sister and I would split up three and three, who sang what parts. And I was almost always Linus, Sally, and Lucy. And she was almost always uh, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and Schroeder. We would switch Lucy and Schroeder, but the other two, we were almost always... Um, and, uh, it was like a thing we did on car rides because we were driving, we'd take really long car rides to Massachusetts all the time to see my, my parent, my mom's family. We'd go to Illinois for like, you know, two and a half hours away to see my dad's family. And we just played all the time. Yeah. And I remember being at my grandmother's house in Massachusetts and watching the Tony Awards, uh, where Kristen Chenoweth won. And she sang my new philosophy for the show and she was Sally and, uh, and then they, my parents were like, we'll go. It'll be fun. And then they closed it before they had a so chance. Like sad. They closed it like a week later. It's so it sad win. that shows typically... I didn't learn and this it's... until you told me this, but like shows normally close if they don't win Tonys, which is so That's sad. That's what happened with the SpongeBob musical, too. Yeah. The SpongeBob musical was really popular. It's really bonkers. Um, But... Anyway, I've seen almost all of them live... Except for the woman who played Lucy, because she's never done, like, anything else. But I've seen... I've seen Kristen Chenoweth multiple times. I've seen uh, Anthony Rapp once. I've seen... Uh, I've seen the guy with Schroeder. Actually, my all of my family has seen the guy who was Schroeder, because he was in the Book of Mormon tour that we saw in Madison. And I've never seen B.D. Wong, I don't think. But, uh, yeah... What's funny about that also is so I watched Kristen Chenoweth live when that Tony the when that Tony Awards when I was like five. Mm -hmm. And then there's this collection of Tony's performances that my family bought that's called Tony's Lost Treasures or Broadway's Lost Treasures or something. And on the third disc of that set, there's three discs, is her performance of My New Philosophy out of all Broadway performances of all time especially of all Kristen especially as especially of all of her performances it's amazing that they picked that one right like i remember watching it for the first time with my parents and going they cho- the one thing i watched live at this point like they cho- <laughs> yeah never amazing. never lose that disc that's amazing anyway we are now just getting back to this movie's blurb so i'm so sorry <laughs> oh my about gosh. this we this movie is so short yet. This movie is so short. We don't have that much to talk about with it, except to gush about how beautiful it is and how it's a really good setup for the show. Like that's,
1: yes, and all all this stemmed
0: from uh, all this Broadway talk stemmed from Zachary Levi. It did, and he's so great. Musical, yes. I mean, this is a musical, and it's there's a song in it that just says the wind in my hair all the time, and it's uh, in my head. Remember when I'm like, oh, that song doesn't really get stuck in my head. I've just heard it a couple times. Guess what song has been stuck in my head for the past few days, including right before we started recording? It's the theme song for the show, we found out too. But anyway, yeah. Well, okay, it was so funny because they, TV... play, they played it so often during this movie that I'm like, oh, what Four if it's, times. What if it's they the theme it, song for right. the show? And it is. She sings it in the middle of the movie. She sings it at the end of the movie. She sings a little snippet of it as like a reprise. And she sings it during the credits. Yeah. <laughs> right after she finished singing it at the end. Which is fine. Anyway, okay. We love it. <laughs> I, I speak for yourself. I think it's annoying. Uh, I like it though. Okay. I don't care if it's always in my head. <laughs> It's a jam. So it's TVY7, so it's very it's for very young children, which is fine. 2017 58 minutes, so it's by far the shortest. Coming of age fantasy animation. Sure, coming of age. I don't know if I agree with that, but sure. Okay. So while Eugene quickly adapts to his new life of royal luxury, Rapunzel escapes with her friend for a night off of freedom from her overwhelming new responsibilities. That's the full blurb that they decided to give it? That's it? That's terrible. Wow. That's not much longer than the short blurb. (laughs) The short blurb is just Rapunzel escapes for a night of freedom before her coronation. When I was reading this earlier, I was like, "Her coronation, <laughs> like, that because the the town or the kingdom is called Corona, so I just read crown. it as coronation. Yeah, is it's that how they it named from. it from coronation? They're like, "Oh yeah, Corona." Coronation is a real word. I know, but like, did they? Oh yeah, answer? it's from Latin. Hmm. They're all from Latin. Look at that! <laughs> <That's our
1: learning laughs> etymology.
0: So the the overall. Story of this movie is that we see Rapunzel and Eugene adapting to being royals. Kind of. Eugene's not really a royal. He's just kind of by proxy. And he's having a great old time. Rapunzel feels a little bit trapped and she doesn't know what to do. And she's not, she feels like she's not doing a good enough job. And her dad, we learn, is super, super protective. We also learn that there's this undercurrent of evil in the city. Um, And so Rapunzel and her her, uh, basically like handmaiden cast... is super queer-coded and amazing uh, who is also a Broadway performer Eden (laughs) Espinosa and then the villain is played by Laura Medanti so it's stacked yeah Uh, stacked cast. so they they take a night out and they like go outside the walls of the city and then they find this these like magical rocks that look very menacing and Rapunzel touches one and her hair turns back and she tries to cut it but now her hair is indestructible so how is she gonna fix it uh, so, then she tries to hide it from her, her family for the coronation, and then the evil people attack, and then she, they, they win, and then the dad's like, you can't ever leave, and then she's upset, and that's the, that's the main crux of, of the movie. The, P- Eugene also tries to propose to her at some point, and then she gets overwhelmed, and it's sad, but. Yeah. But we know they end up getting married, so yeah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Yeah, so I guess we might as well just start off with the test of time. Yeah. Because this movie holds up really well. Yes. Uh, There's nothing that can really hold it back besides the animation. I'm probably just going to give it like a 9-5, honestly, because the only thing that holds it back is that it looks a little bit dated in the animation style, and that's just me because I know about animation. Yeah, and I don't know about animation and I'm like, yeah, it looks great. <laughs> I mean, There's I think, because I've watched this movie before, and I think the first time I watched it, I was like a little disappointed because I'm like, oh, it's not as like, I don't, don't like the animation as much as I love Tangled, but I mean, it makes sense why they couldn't have mm-hmm. the same animation. So I can't hold that against it. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a nine five as well. Why do we have that's even above that? I don't think I have... Much besides, we said the color purple was what a ten that we gave it. The color purple, <laughs> 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 not the, the color of friendship. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Sarah, no, no, the color of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Hysterical. Um, that one, yeah, I don't think we gave it super high just because it does feel a little dated, but we give it. I think it's like an. Eight, five, or something. Uh, scroll, scroll, scroll. I have the awful Sophia the first theme song in my head.
1: I still I have the wind in my hair stuck in my you head.
0: Doing all
1: right. Oh, spin.
0: Spin is the one that we gave a 10. Oh, yeah. Spin holds up really well. But it also came out last year. Yeah. But I still think it'll hold up really well. Yep. Nine. Uh, but... I'm so warm. Yeah, I only want to give this a 9.5 because the animation style is a little bit of that, like, of of the kind of 2010s of, like, kind of flash animation. So, but that's it. Yeah. I might bump it up to a 9.75, but for now I'm at a, it's at a 9.5 and that's still really, really good. Yeah. 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 Uh... The Moral? Don't you know, cage your kids. <laughs> Don't cage the whatever your kids. the Halloween Town one is. Uh, uh, be true to yourself. Yeah, true to your, true to your heart. <laughs> I had that. Heart. So the that's mom says, though. "Be true to yourself" in the movie, and when she said that, that's what I thought of was that exact well, song. <laughs> I miss the nineties killer uh, uh, credit songs. That yes. Anastasia right now on a Why can't a I remember? Bit. Why can't I remember what that song is? Life is and I'm gonna and I'm gonna nope. I'm going to have to rewatch that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> when the the through, the at the beginning with you. So when we were in Japan, we were at the mall. In our town, and there's, like, a lemonade store, uh, and they had a little, like, boombox. And at one point, that was playing, and I literally turned to the boombox, and I was like, what? <laughs> All right. I think it we'll was a cover, too. Like, someone covered at the beginning. Okay. Anyway. uh, So, yeah, I wrote down the be true to yourself. Another thing the mom mm-hmm. said in that same, like, spiel she was giving Rapunzel. Only you can decide the kind of queen you're going to be, which is also kind of be true to yourself. Yeah. I feel like it's probably something along the lines of, like, I think it's more about, like, making your own destiny. Yeah. It's like, only you can can decide who you will truly be or something. Yeah. Which I think we have. What are some other movies that have that kind of vibe? Uh, Team Beach. Yep. And we gave that one, ooh, we gave that one nines. That one did it better, in my opinion. Yeah, it did. I don't think this is bad by any means. No, uh, I just do think the Teen Beach Making Your Own Destinies were really, really, really good. Don't judge a princess by her crown, Princess star Starstruck, along the same vibe, was be true to yourself, and that was I gave an eight, and you gave a seven, seven, five. Yeah, I would say this is probably, like, an 8. Yeah. I think I might give this one an 8.25. I want to go a little above Starstruck, but still below Teen Beach movie. Yeah, I would say that this is something that's, like, only you can decide your truest self. Like, only you can find your truest self or something. Yeah, I like that. Because I think there is a lot of, like, self-discovery dis- in this movie and then in the subsequent show. Mm-hmm you can uncover your true self. I'll find a better word. Are you are you giving it an eight two? Eight two five. Eight two five. Okay. Yeah, I just feel like it's like a really solid A eight, eight, where it like it did it, it did it pretty well. It could have done better, but it definitely hit the mark. Yeah. And maybe it does I mean, as the show goes on, yeah, maybe it hits it more on the mark as it goes on, but this is a good start for it. And maybe yeah. it's why it needed to be a little lower for the movie, so that it can grow into the series. <laughs> You're right. And by the end, it will be a ten, right? I <laughs> sure. <laughs> Once I uh, watch the whole series, I'll let you know. Overall grade. This is a really fun movie. Yeah, there's a lot of fun to it. There's a lot, you know. It's it's fun to watch because it's pretty. The voice acting's good. The script is very good. I'm trying to decide if I think it's better than Kim Possible. I like it more than Kim Possible. I'm going to be giving this one an A. I just have to decide where I want to put it. I really liked the Kim Possible animated movie. <laughs> which I gave a 83. Which I think is the, is that the lowest? Yeah, the lowest A-. minus. And I gave it an A4, which is... Just above yours. A is a ninety-one to a ninety-eight. Let me see where I want to put this. I have descendants three in an A. I've ran out track at an A. I should give this an A. I'm okay. What are my other A A numbers that I have? Two, yeah, huh? You must be, uh, uh. I have, so Descendants 3, I have at a 95. Man, I was really nice to Descendants uh, 3. Right on track. Right on track, 95. I have at a 94. Teen Beach movie, I have at a 97. Oh, uh, I can't, I can't go as high as Teen Beach movie. No! No, no, no. no. Right on track, uh, do I want to? What do Where do I want to put this in regards to Right on Track? I think I'm going to put this in a 96, because I do what, think I it's was, better than Descent. 3. I was 3. thinking that, because Right on Track, I kind of... I think I'd watched this movie before Right on Track. I'd watched them both, but... It's also quick. Like, it's a quick... It's a quick watch. Little movie. It stands alone without the show. It doesn't necessarily stand alone without the movie. I think you do. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's possible... That you could understand what's going on without that, I think that it probably gets to get alone. I think that the villains thing was kind of unnecessary. Uh, it wasn't bad; it was just a little bit kind of tacked on. But if it's something that continues through the show, then maybe that then that's different. Yeah, I think I'm gonna join you at a 96. I don't think I even have one yet, but it's right between where I wanna put these between right on track. Right and Team where Beach movie. you wanna be. <laughs> that's a Team Beach Two song. I want to rewatch TV too now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I love those movies. They're so they're, good. They're fun. I like them a lot. Uh, cool. The decal mission for this week is to uh <laughs> uh go outside your comfort zone, literally. <laughs> there you go. I did it. I thought of something. Good job. You gotta, to gotta go watch. outside. You gotta gotta go somewhere you never gone before, but you always wanted to go. You gotta sneak out at night. Maybe don't don't do don't that. Do that. <laughs> don't do that. That's bad advice. That's not a mission. Uh. Well, we were talking about a lot of theater and shows. So if you're able to, you can go see a show or just watch. I think in the past we've done like watch a recorded one, but there are, there are, well, there's some that are just on Netflix. There are some, or like other streaming services. There's some that are on archive.org. Uh, there are some that are like national theater live. There's like a Broadway streaming service, but I know that, I know that the Shrek musical is on Netflix Mm -hmm. and that's a fun time. They, oh they recorded or they like taped. Six and I want them to release it so bad because I want to watch it, but I don't know when and if they, they're going to. They record every show for posterity. It's all in. It's all in the the of the, the uh, New York Public Library mm-hmm. system. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh do have we to, have like, access to that? Reservations? Oh, no. Darn it! You have to like make reservations to go to the library, and some of them you can't even see without like. If you can't watch a chorus line, hmm. you have to have like written acceptance from the michael bennett foundation it's crazy wow you probably there's got to do Hamilton that too with your... recording on disney plus oh, yep. there's but if you go to archetype org, or if you go to youtube yeah look for a slime tutorial <laughs> look for a slime tutorial uh come um, from you away won't see, you won't see a show you won't see a show <laughs> but you will see beautiful slimes being <laughs> yes, created based on the show slime. just check it out it's a fun time i highly recommend it. we you know, ha- highly recommend re- we like slime yeah they might seem a little bit long, but they're worth it. I promise. Come from Away is available obnoxiously oh, only Apple on Apple, but you could get a free trial like I did and just watch it once and enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of options there. uh, this was the the end of our animated month. Oh, it is <gasps> you know what that means. My favorite season coming up. <laughs> we'll see you for Halloween time. Happy fall. Happy, happy autumn. Happy fall, y'all. I am oh, my so God. No okay. <laughs> All right. See you then. Bye. Bye.